Ahoy, mateys. This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. And yes, genius, you can call me Billy. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that cares not for honky boys or do we my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're pulling a reagan as we stretch our necks once again to take a look back and take stock of all the horrific happenings with our best of 2021 episode mm-hmm and whether or not you've been bested by a bird, you can listen into our show. <laughs> Sim- <laughs> Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. We'll get to that. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. <laughs> All up in your metal plate hole. <laughs> that, that threw me. Like the bird. Like well, the bird like did, the bird. my friend. We'll get to that. <laughs> well, speaking of a bird, uh, we are out on that little birdie known as Twitter. Uh, you can find us uh, there at Nightmare Junk. Uh, we're on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which again leads to shenanigans and obligatory year end list shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, December 31st. Oh, man. If our shutter shout out Christmas present didn't work, then our kickoff to 2020 will. Yeah, believe me, it better. It had better. But what I can guarantee you is if you go to screenland.com, they're going to take your obligatory shenanigans indoors and virtually. There we go. There we go. Well, uh, again, uh, Friday Night Frights taking a break mm-hmm. until the new year, but there are a number of films that you can still take a uh, take a look at. And a couple of them definitely are best experienced with the crowd. Mm-hmm. One of those being Spider-Man No Way Home. Still, you yet still, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like chomping at the bit. It, I've seen people talk about audience reactions and how a lot of them see it as a negative, and and I think we nah, we did the opposite. We say we love reactions, we hate, hate comments. comments and conversations. Right, yeah. right. Because that reaction is just this organic communal experience yeah. and thing that happens so that's why we're going to be talking about some of them in this list some of alone. the top moments of this year came from those yeah. kind of reactions Absolutely. so i really hate to see people poo-pooing on it on online like that but my audience had a reaction i just kind of giggled to myself because people were genuinely happy yeah when these moments were happening and just based on that moment I just felt, yeah, it was it was fantastic. And then, of course, uh, The Matrix Resurrections mm-hmm. playing as well, which, imagine this, Genius McGee. In the, you know what? Well, I'll come to a theme of 2021 here, but imagine in this day and age, a movie comes out and audiences are just, just totally pitted against it. You've got some people that absolutely love it, and some people are calling it an abomination. Like something on my, like a few things on my list. 
this has been that year yeah, has. of just yeah, these has. divisive movies. Super, super divisive. That are you're, you're in one camp or the other, and, the, and there is no wrong or no right. Oh, this and is, people are just emotional about it. They're yeah. heated with it. It's it's kind of, and again, I love, we love passion, but tempered passion. Exactly. I mean, I you know, get super passionate about what I like, and it's very super passionate about what I don't like, Ari Aster. But at the same time, I'm not going to shit on somebody who does enjoy those movies because I'm sure we got definitely more tastes in common than we do uncommon. And so it's just like, why, why you just shit on somebody else because they didn't like the movie that you liked or vice versa? But divisive, divisive, divisive films. It's it's incredible. And different spectrums. Oh, yeah. And a lot, and so many perspectives as yeah. well. Which, and again, with the internet, it's great because we hear all the perspectives. Ideally, but then we hear some. It, it's it is what it is. It is be what, what it, it is. Be. But we are looking forward to our our first Friday night fright, uh, which is going to be happening on January seventh. And what's kind of cool is that here in Kansas City at Screenland, we have a yearly thing called Carpenter Fest, mm-hmm. and we eventually we screen three John Carpenter films. Sometimes there's themes, uh, you know, we did the Apocalypse Trilogy. Le- yeah, and then we did Lesser Carpenter, Lesser Known Carpenter. And sometimes it's very random, mm-hmm. but eventually we're going to run out of, you know, the top tier Carpenter and kind of, you know, reprogramming him. And eventually we're going to have to dig deeper into his catalog. So I'm really curious to see if we scratch a particular itch for someone out there, because I guarantee you. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hell, I think Vampires is great. John Carpenter's John Carpenter's vampires. vampires. That's right. I got to give it the respect it deserves. We had this discussion about the last great Carpenter would be in the mouth of madness, and I thoroughly agree. However, like, still really good Carpenter is better than a lot of movies out there. So, yeah, it's it's fucking Carpenter. And it's really the almost the closest, at least kind of scene-wise, he got making a Western. Western, yeah. So I'm I'm really anxious to see it up on the big screen because I've never seen it up on the big screen next up ghosts of mars maybe maybe <laughs> we i was thinking like we would get to that kind of next tier down carpenter fest and again guarantee you someone's all-time favorite carpenter ghost of fucking mars. And ghost yeah. of mars ghost of mars so i was thinking it would be vampires ghost of mars and escape from la yeah I dig that. Yeah, and escape from la i know that one has its issues with the cg and everything but you know when um Rodriguez and Tarantino, when they put uh, their Grindhouse movies together, mm-hmm. how they were kind of homages to a certain thing. If you look at the lens of that and think of John Carpenter making a Grindhouse film, it works a little bit better. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I I can imagine that. It's, what we need to do is gr- dirty up the print, make it grainy. How long has it been since you've watched Escape from L.A.? Uh Last time we did our retrospective of Carpenter. So it's been a while. It's been about four years, five years. Yeah, it's it's worth a revisit. It's not too bad. But come on out then on Friday, January 7th for our first Friday Night Fright, John Carpenter's Vampires. Now, of course, if you don't live in the Kansas City area and would like to help contribute to Screenland, two very easy ways you can do that. Uh, you can go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent or you can become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland, where amongst their many perks and tiers, they do have a uh, watch party, specifically a little thing called the Shutter Shoutout, mm-hmm. of which you and I, Genius, partake and host and 
Oh boy, we're still reeling from our last one. Don't fuck with me, man. <laughs> now, uh, the next one for January is going to be on uh, Saturday, January 29th. We're going to stream two films off of Shudder. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what we're going to look at yet. Not yet, not yet. But we'll, uh, we'll, that's why it's called TBA. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, of course, those are going to be uh, available to stream via Shudder. So hopefully you've joined them at this point. But by joining the Screenland Film family... You're going to have some access to this exclusive content that we put together, including a pre-show, a little customized introduction by Genius and myself, a trailer reel for each film, and of course, the post-film discussion where we try to process what we've uh, experienced. And Genius- There's a lot of processing needed with Silent Night 4 and 5. We just watched, both of us for the first time, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 and 5. We did not know what we were getting into going in i'll be a good boy i promise naughty or nice i think a good time was had so (laughs) a ooey time was had a creepy time was had well it's yuzna and screaming mad george come on that's just simple arithmetic so if that sounds like something you'd enjoy head on over to patreon.com slash (laughs) screenland but genius if i'm talking uh patreon and film family bellies we also of our own little weird film family going on at Patreon. And this is the time of year, Genius, where we like to give individual thanks mm-hmm. to all of our pallies. And we've got a list. And thankfully, on this list that we've checked... It, 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 twice. And we found out everybody is not on the nice list. Everybody is on the naughty list. And that's why you're all fucking rad. So we're going to give a quick shout out to all the members of our Patreon film family. And as I'm going to get us started here. So hello to JT... Brian, Jonathan, Riley, Jim, Bobby, Brian, Lauren, AOTKP, Attack of the Killapod, he has for those at home, uh, Stuart, John, Dustin, April, Kathy, Michelle, Tim, Carly, oh, Carly, <laughs> Emma, Andrea, Jesse, Heather, Charles, Michael, Diana, Lisa, Julie, Joel, and Chad, as Genius would say, thank you all for being awesome. Yeah, you all are fucking rad. Seriously, you guys are you guys are the shit. Top shelf. You are one of the main reasons why we love doing this. Well, yeah, it's why we keep going on. And hopefully all of you also who have access to the Shutter shout-out hopefully are also processing Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 <laughs> and 5. Uh, but, of course, uh, the extra content we have here in the month of December uh, we offered our Gremlins commentary, which was a blast. Yeah, it was. And our latest new horror episode where we talked Advent Calendar, mm-hmm. also streaming on Shudder. So if any of that sounds like something you'd like to get into and like a little shout out here on the show, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead, where we indeed have every tier from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Genius McGee. If you thought 2020 was a shit show, right? <laughs> I think if you go back and even look at our best of 2020, it was not a struggle because, you know, we found solace in film, movies, had magical moments and memories, but mm-hmm. we were looking forward to th- 2021 hoping for hope. Yes. 
Uh, you know what you th- how, how do you think we're doing? Honestly, uh, I'll say this. 2021 has been significantly better than 2020. 2020 was a rough year for fucking everybody. We we had uh, animals that we lost in 2020. We had all sorts of terrible shit. The world was going in pot. Fucking everything was madness. Now, while the madness is still going on, there's still craziness we haven't really lost anybody super close as of yet. I mean, uh, as in like animal wise. And so, so far, even though I have new things, it definitely is a year to remember. I think it's better than 2020. So if we can keep this trajectory going, maybe by 2025, it'll be a fucking awesome year. You're ready for me to be a Debbie Downer? <laughs> You know, I lost Lola this year. I thought that was last year. No, that was this year. Dude, I thought that was last no, year. No, it was in March, my friend. This has been a shitty year. I know. Man. No. No, I, I'm just. I am so sorry, dude. No. I was thinking. I did the same thing with, with Owen because it just, it's one those moments that happened. It was last year. I just, you forget how just so much happens over a year i know it seems like last year right it does it, it's it's that old thing the, the the older we get the quicker time goes i also don't mean to be i didn't truly mean to be a downer or anything no like that. i, I totally like, for i could have sworn that it happened in 2020 it's crazy right yeah again the last two years have just cronenberg did and melded in i think because we're still not Yet we're there, the, we're still in the midst of yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, we're still like ha- we and we don't know. We're still wearing masks some places, but not at others. Some places are closed. Some places are open. Fuck. There's still a lot of uncertainty going on in the world. Everybody's talking about the new normal, but there's fucking not even that yet. Not at all. It's not nuts. At all. I am so sorry, dude. No, no, that's okay. I was just like, <laughs> I was like. Did it? Was it last year? And I was like, no, no, it's all, it was, it happened because it happened in the midst of March Madness. And I was like, yay, American Werewolf in London. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, because that, I yeah. could have sworn. I know, no, again, it's just been a crazy year. So a shout out to those that we lost, including member of our film family, Scott Neighbors, Absolutely. who passed away this year. But of course, uh, my, my, my main squeeze, Lola, who, you know, I, I still miss her dearly to this day. I miss her too. Oh, I, well, and but you know what? What you mix make up for for loss in that you gain with Charlie and her love for her, her uncle genius and uncle oh, Dustin. Oh, it's so cute when she 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 does love you guys a lot. So, yeah, thankfully I can never I have never replaced Lola. I just have a new member of the family in there. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was rough, but I think anyone that knows the show. She was old. She was just, we had a great last weekend together. Actually, uh, on Patreon, I actually posted a little brief thing, just kind of lamenting the loss of her, but celebrating Lola as well. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take a little little pull on my root beer to Lola. To the members uh. of our fur family that we have lost, but to the ones we gained, man. Exactly. And the new memories that are made with them. Mm-hmm. So always good there. Now... Speaking of the stuff that gets us through, for us, it, it comes down to movies. Yeah. And taking in new movies, especially. And going to the theater when we can. Oh, and we were very, very fortunate throughout all of this that we've had. And again, if you want to talk about the best of 2021, first and foremost, Screenland is back in business. I mean, like, and it's, it never really left. And no, that's the great thing. It was from the get go when everything was allowed to reopen. 
They established safety protocols. They had the spaced out seating. They've evolved with the times as it's gone. And thankfully, through a number of things, mostly just the support from everyone here in the Kansas City area. Oh, yeah. And of course, all the hard work of everyone at Screenland to maintain these memories and to watch these movies and to get us through the year that has been 2021. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the films that are on my list, I'm very lucky. A lot of them were theatrical screenings. Same. And again, if you can't make it to the theater, if you're not feeling safe enough, totally understand. Understand. If you've got kids, we totally get that. Yeah. For those of you that can, man, there is still something to this. Now, we went ahead and put together kind of a top 10 movies of 2021 and all of these are new movies. Mm-hmm. So these are not like looking into films that are new to us that are old films, although we can talk about that later. But these are all films that came out in 2021. Yeah. Now, to get us started, I do have some honorable mentions on this one. Would you like to go first with that or shall I? Go for it. All right. Excuse me. Um, this was one of the, as they say, it, a casualty of COVID. It was supposed to come out in, I believe, 2019, mm-hmm. but then was delayed. And <laughs> you probably need to see it because anytime we get to add the Wendigo myth. Ooh. And Wendigo what? Wendigo wherever she want. And they <laughs> go all over the place in this one. Antlers, if you take uh, Jesse Plemons. Uh-huh. Carrie Russell uh-huh. and a crazy Wendigo design. And we're not talking like the essence of the forest in spirit. We're talking a full-on monster movie. Sweet. You, Sweet. Get, you get antlers. All right. I really dug it. Um, I had to go out. Had I felt like I cheated here, genius. I did have to go outside of Screenland for this one. Isn't that always weird? Was even weirder. Do you know where I saw it at? Where'd you see it in? The B&B Theater where the draft house used to be. Ooh, ooh! It was ooh. That sounds weird. It was unfamiliar. Yeah, the whole process was different because if you think back in the day when we would go in, it was like, at least for us, it was kind of like Cheers. Yeah, it was. Hey, Greg, genius. Hey, is it Wednesday? Is it Monday? Right. Is it, it Friday? What are you guys? What are you guys hosting? What are you guys hosting? Cool. And where's the props? All right, excellent. Exactly. If the table is already set it's, up. You're ready to rock. I'm like dope. Dope. So I went in a total stranger and not even knowing like the new etiquette and the ordering system because all of that is different. Because it's weird because like, yeah, Alamo was corporate, but it didn't feel corporate. Mm-mm. But now B&B, they're very corporate. You know, it's like they're the they're AMC. Yes. And I saw it in theater three. So I had to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. No, excuse me, Theater 5. Theater 5. Okay. Right next to 4, which is where our old haunt used to be. Yeah, 4 was four was where it's at. And, I mean, it was it was great because I wanted to see Antlers. I really wanted to see it in the theater. But it was just, it, it was different. It was so different. And maybe that added to the atmosphere of the movie because I really enjoyed the movie. Uh-huh. And, of course, I went, I made the mistake of reading reviews. And, of course, people are trashing it as they always do. But I really enjoyed it. But, no, seeing that on the big screen really made an impact. Um, so... A film I didn't get to see in the theater that I saw at home, and this is another crazy weird one, and I think given the kind of the state of the world in the last two years, given the pandemic, being the state home and seclusion, have you heard anything about We Need to Do Something? I have heard of that. It's got Pat Healy. It's got Vanessa Shaw. Pat Healy. Pat Pat Healy. Healy. Yep. 
Yep. So there okay. you go. See, so there okay. you go. Right. All You're right. in. All right. all right. Vanessa Shaw from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Um, and it's all about this family. Uh, thunderstorm comes through. They have to put themselves in the bathroom because they don't have a basement, and they shutter themselves in, assuming that once the storm passes, they're going to get out and go on with their lives. Well, that doesn't happen. They find themselves stuck in the bathroom, and kind of chaos and shenanigans ensue. And I'm watching the movie, and I mean, it is, it's the movie for the pandemic, but it also contains equal parts the scariest and funniest jump scare that I saw in theaters or, you know, at home. Mm-hmm. And it's got the best Ozzy Osbourne. He's, he makes a, a guest appearance. Huh. But it's worth your time to check out if you can. I believe it did play at this year's Panic Fest, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, also on here, and this ain't Maud. St. <laughs> Maud is definitely worth your time. I don't know if you would enjoy it, Genius. It is very much an A24 film. But another one that is a COVID casualty supposed to come back in 29. Yeah. I mean, do you remember all the uh, trailers? Yeah. Back in the day before everything shut down. We saw. I would crack up. And then every, there's Maud every, every time. time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Needless to say, it's not bad. Definitely. Again, if you enjoy kind of a character piece, um, is she crazy? Is she not? Uh, check it out. And finally, one that we saw. At Panic Fest, uh, and if you're into eye trauma, beware. The last matinee will <laughs> definitely sate your appetite. <laughs> that was another one—a great kind of theatrical experience with that particular moment in your reaction in there. So, honorable <laughs> mentions for me; those are the ones to check out. Okay, so um, one of my honorable mentions was *Spiral: The Book of Saw* for a remake and uh, a theatrical experience not a remake but like a weird continuation right. slash which it seems to be a running theme this year and of the past few years and coming up <laughs> all ip that we know but you're you're a fan of the series i right? am a fan of the series i like the jigsaw uh, whole arc and i enjoyed this one i thought it was a really worthy successor and i'd like to see where it goes um another honorable mention kong versus zilla who doesn't love some kaiju smashy smashy? That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it a was. lot of fun, and also has a great. Rebecca Hall had a hell of a year this year as well. Mm-hmm. I'll get to her. That sounds um, menacing. Sorry about that. Oh, nah. Uh, one we did for our shutter shout out, uh, Jacob's wife. We'll get to that as well. Okay, and this one would have been on my list if I would have heard it better. This is one that I think I would have enjoyed. I haven't got a chance to rewatch it, but I my theatrical experience, the sound was off or something, and I didn't hear. But Werewolves Within. That's right. I forgot about the audio issue. Yeah, I was yeah. having a problem. I couldn't hear yeah, what was I, going on with them, and it just sounded like... And everybody's laughing at the jokes, and, and I'm like... So I was getting pissed because I was like, I can't hear the jokes. Like, I want to laugh, too. I'm having a I'm having a good time, but it sounds like I can't be having a better time. I totally forgot about that. That's not gonna make my best moments, but I remember actually going, Oh yeah, genius is getting upset. This isn't good. He's escalating. We got a blood rage moment. <laughs> Where'd he go? I don't know. <laughs> He's gone. No, it didn't get that bad. I mean, I still enjoyed yeah. it. Plus, like the the AT girl, she's she's rad. But um <laughs> so 
No, I, that would have been right up there on my number one. In my, in, not my, my number one, but in my yeah. top. But it actually, because it's an honorable mention, to put something else up in there. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, do you want to go ahead and go into your top ten? Um, sure. I'll start off with my number ten. Uh, and this is kind of, except for the last three, it's no real particular order. But one thing I do enjoy, and shout out to um, my Media Rewind podcast partner at Mount Baldy, a little bit of uh, violence once a year for holiday's sake, the forever purge. I really, really enjoyed that movie. I read, again, surprising, another one had wildly divisive Very divisive. I've heard it was the worst in the series and the best in the series and all that. I enjoyed it my favorite is number two but this is a close 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 second and it's the one where they basically there's a there's a contention of people that are just purging after the purge mm-hmm. and the isolation kind of because they're, they're always they're not subtle they're, they're not political. subtle at no. all and i love it yeah and, and, that, and that's what it needs well, and i think that half the people are pissed off is because it's the people that they're trying to piss off mm-hmm. so for that aspect alone plus like it's from a lot of Latino perspective. That's right. And that always like works with me. Um, and so especially with something like The Purge. Yeah. And so, yeah, that is definitely on my top, one of my tops of the year. So if you want uh, an in-depth uh, hearing of Genius's ideas along with Dustin, head over to Media Rewind. Check out that episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Your number 10? My number 10, you would actually not find in the horror section at a very standard uh, video rental place uh, probably wouldn't be falling under thriller so why in the world is spencer in my top 10 why in the world is the bio like uh the princess die the biopic? princess die Kristen bell flick in my top 10 i heard it's weird it is very much a horror adjacent film because it drips with dread and despair and well, plus you know how it's going to end well and that's just it Kristen Bell's performance in this one it's very throaty and I can't do an English accent but I'm doing my best Kristen Bell in this movie so, so um, somewhere he's like somewhere Jack Pounce is like that's uh, my girl she's actually chanting a little bit of it now and I'm <laughs> and I don't she is amazing in this film but the way it is shot Kristen Stewart Kristen Kristen, did I say Kristen Bell? Yeah, Kristen I was thinking Stewart. like, what is, the, what is the human kitten from The Good Place? And she <laughs> wouldn't be signed like that. No, Kristen Stewart. Good lord, no, she is. I heard she's phenomenal, but the movie's fucking crazy weird. It, it is, and it starts off like number one, uh, the score by Johnny Greenwood. Uh-huh. Next level. Uh, is just, it trippy weird? Is it like Princess Mandy? Not, no, not necessarily. There's, it's just the way it is shot. Uh, there's uh, multiple moments out on the moors mm-hmm. where it just looks like a gothic horror film. Mm. Uh, you've got elements of her psychosis kicking in. And as someone that has just, you know, anxiety and, as it is, I'm always going to be sympathetic to that. But just this combination of everything, uh, the the opening shot kind of pulls a bait and switch. I mean, there's just so much goodness in this film. And again, it is not a horror film, but the just the way everything comes together it played like a horror film for mm. me. And I'm this is not an original thought. I mean, if you look at reviews, they say there's a lot of horror elements to it. Sweet. And it stayed with me. Sweet. And 
Kristen Stewart. Okay, this is going to have to be the Kristen Bell is going to have to be, be a new thing. At this, that's my uh, Sharon Stone. <laughs> that's your Sharon Stone. Yes, <laughs> uh, but no. Again, she's just so good. At, and then the movie itself it ends bittersweet because it ends nicely, but you know, knowing you know what, what happens. happens yeah. Uh, but no, it also features a lot of those guys. Including British those guys or American those guys? British those guys. Yeah, it's they're all over. It's it's good. So yeah, my number ten, not gonna end up on a lot of horror lists. It'll end up on a lot of top ten lists, not horror, but I'm gonna and I'm sure everyone antlers we need to do something and Saint Maud and Last Matinee, they're very upset right now. But yeah, Spencer for me. Huh. I gotta check it out. I wanted to see it because I mean like it's always interesting to see people that we know in our lifetime. You know again, for her to go from Twilight to this, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty rad. It's pretty right rad. on. Well, mine was not. My next one was not a theatrical release at all. Mine was actually a Netflix original. Um, it's very cool to see. Kind of, so we've had a lot of eighties renaissance coming in, and that's always fucking rad. But it's kind of cool to see early nineties renaissance coming in. And if you make a slasher throwback to the nineties style. I think they hit it the nail on the head with the 90s feel of the slasher with Fear Street 1994. It was a fun, fun watch. And plus, that kill was sweet as shit. We mentioned this, so we actually did an episode proper of this on Patreon. Uh, One of our new horror, we do a new horror episode release every month. We talked about that, and I had a chance to kind of go through a little PTSD because... The bread slicer kill in that yeah. is, like you said, is next level. But I dealt with a demonic bread slicer back in my Jagan's day. The mangler. <laughs> you would hear it across the store. I mean, you paid. You respected that bad boy. So when that moment hit, I'm like, dude, that is perfect. And it, 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 it so much so many like needle drops in that in that movie with all the so music. So much music in that. So much music. I now, loved it. I loved it. Did you get through the next two? Not yet. Okay. I I did. They are enjoyable. They're mm-hmm. definitely worth your time. But number the first one was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed the story that they weaved. I, I want to get to the other ones, and eventually I will. But that first one stuck with me. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's it it had it had fun. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a lot of gore and everything, there was fun, and that's usually there's usually a through line to a lot of your films, and that's usually fun. Well, you know what's not fun is my number nine genius. <laughs> Uh, you know, there a lot of horror in this day and age is usually you find it steeped in trauma mm-hmm. and people dealing with trauma. And I, I'm I'm a sucker for that now, man. That's my catnip. And this is a film that I caught at Panic Fest from A24. <laughs> Surprisingly, not <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, but I also just picked this up uh, uh, through Vinegar Syndrome. It's actually got a fantastic documentary uh, detailing uh, Britain. Uh, and the UK in the early 80s and the video nasties Ooh. as this film Censor uh, deals with. I heard that's rad. It, so it is all about uh, a person that uh, the, the story centers around a girl that is part of the committee that deems movies as video nasties. Mm-hmm. So she's Tipper Gore in Margaret Thatcher. Very right. much so. But she has uh, lost a sister many moons ago that was meant missing and everyone just has already come to the conclusion that she's she's gone away. Well, she starts seeing certain movies, and she starts thinking that she sees her sister in them. Ooh. So she starts kind of going into it, detailing, maybe, is she crazy, is she not? There's hmm. elements of 8mm in here, 
But needless to say, um, and I'm going to pull up the the uh, writer director here because her short that this started from actually played through uh, Etheria Film Night, uh, Prano Bailey, uh, Prano Bailey Bond, uh, wrote and directed Censor, started as a short, transitioned into se- and it's it's well worth your time because it it goes places. Huh. It and it's not it's not a feel good film. I've got some feel good films on my list. This one's not. Wow. But it is very much worth an experience. So I've got it on Blu-ray. We'll watch it at this point. Well, speaking of not feel-good films, that's my next one coming <laughs> up. It's one of the few... Well, not, I got a few that are not feel-good at all. But this one kind of shook me to my core when I watched it. It's not a horror movie in a traditional sense. The fact that it's only maybe about like 63 minutes long. <gasps> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. This was a lost, It's even though it was made in the 60s, this was a lost movie that wasn't released until this year. But Amusement Park? Oh, my God. Amusement Park messed with me. I felt terrible for old people now. I mean, I've always felt bad for old people, but I'm at the same time, I'm like, God damn. I think I put that in the back of my I forgot about that for a reason there, genius. You just made me remember. That movie is that's traumatic it is not a horror movie in the traditional sense but it'll, it'll it play, is it is a horror movie through and through it'll play well as spencer actually you put that in front of spencer as a nice Ooh. little oh my god Ooh, that movie is a trip and the fact like i asked my mom i'm like is that what it's like to be old and she goes that's exactly what it's like to be old and i'm like oh my god you know that's terrifying and then from then on i'm like can i open the door for you ma'am like can i help you cross this you know that's what good horror does my friend it can <laughs> teach it can educate and it, yeah just yeah. As, it's gonna be you one day mm-hmm. not all of us are gonna be you know stalked down by the shape but we're all gonna get old yeah, we're all gonna, you know, start. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that movie is jacked up. Another one. I'm glad I watched. I don't know if I can watch that again. No, me neither. Me it's, neither. <laughs> it's really good, but yeah, it's oh, great. Oh. But like, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. People are going in expecting like a George Romero movie, zombies, hell. Even if they're expecting Martin, yep. they're not going to get that. They're not going to get any. They're going to get something horrific yeah. but real yeah. and, and done in such a fucked up way like even then like you have no credit down and the the, the, the carnival barkers it's like, romero being romero but on a mormon really, budget yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what we should be getting this year is i think the martin blu-ray is finally going to be coming out nice nice indeed good pick good pick uh so my number eight Technically, also, is a, I'm getting all my downers out of the way here early on. Uh, this is one that um, I think also was delayed a little bit due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And the director behind this is actually going to be the person doing the new Hellraiser. Ooh. Yes. Uh, David Bruckner's The Night House has ended up on a lot of people's lists. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that Rebecca Hall is ridiculously good in this. I'm talking some Tony Collette at... Not that level uh-huh. hysterics, but just level of acting. Rebecca Hall's in a lot of shit nowadays. Because she had a hell she's of a year. a lot of shit. Between this and like Kong, um, yeah, she's all over. But there's a moment in the movie where she plays a speech. She plays a speech teacher. Mm-hmm. She's in the midst. She So she lost her husband to suicide with a gun in the house that she never knew was there. And this mom comes in. And she's talking about how her son really probably doesn't deserve a B in the class and this and that. 
and there's just this like she's trying to guilt her and to, it's just that one of the it's a perfect moment in the movie when Rebecca Hall puts this lady on blast for what just she's like and she lets her know what happened it's it's mwah. huh but it's very much a dealing with trauma again, again this is catnip for me with this kind of stuff but just the the uh the team behind it was really good and again David Bruckner I think we're in good hands with him and the Hellraiser franchise. Nice. There's some good, subtle scares going on in this film. And I'm talking just based on like production design and how it ties into the mood of the, the film. So hmm. I think Hellraiser will be worth a viewing once it comes out. This is the night house. This is the night house. Again, I haven't are, heard of the trailer. Or... It's, it's one of those films that I don't necessarily think that you would enjoy, but you might want to watch. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check it out if you can. Yeah, Nighthouse for me. Nice. My next one. This has been a year of extremely divisive movies, and this one is probably one of the most divisive movies here, even between people we know. I mean, people are, that movie sucks, that movie is an abomination, but no matter what, I think at the very end, reason will prevail. So... My next pick is Halloween Kills. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was just the right amount of meanness and gore and and violence and arrow. Well, that's not my Michael Myers. Cool, that's mine now. You know, so I enjoyed it. I am extremely looking forward to where this series is going. Even the whole evil dies tonight. Reason will prevail. It still worked for me. I saw I- it twice in the theater. Almost six, yeah, six times. Just, just the fact that they recreated Doctor Loomis not by CGI. They didn't Tarkentown him. No, it was all practical. I was surprised by so many things in that movie. Um, I also genuinely loved it because I've been going in with lowered expectations, which <laughs> that's the way it, to it do helps. it nowadays. It, it does help. It does help. And also, we are of the mindset that you know whatever they do with these movies doesn't erase the originals no. they're not even looking at the sequels anyway Mm-mm. so let's just go with the ride and you're gonna give me a like roided out michael myers that is just doing fucking shit up oh my goodness john wick meets michael myers Yes, and this the thing is people are upset with it you know jamie lee curtis Lori's not in it that much and i get that it wasn't her movie this no. one it's haddonfield and the shape mm-hmm. that's what it was kind of about so i all i'm a I'm not upset it's on my honor. It should have been on my honorable mention, but yeah, I genuinely enjoyed Halloween. I really I'm enjoyed it. Looking forward to Halloween ends. Me too. Me yeah. too. Plus, Big John and Little John are rad. Love Big We're John and Little rad. John. Reason will prevail, though, mm-hmm. genius. You are correct. Well, then, uh, let's. you know what? Let It's time to have a little bit of fun. This okay. one, there's some meanness into this, but any time at this point now where Edgar Wright gets to dip his toe into any kind of genre. I've yet to see this. Oh. I want to see it. This, you know, it's crazy enough. Mount Baldy's seen this. I know. Mount and Baldy he, saw it. And he loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night in Soho, I was lucky enough. So when it played at Screenland, it only played in Theater One one time. And I knew that. And I made sure to go in and see it in Theater One that one time. I'm so glad I did. It is just, it's an expl- It's one of those films, again, that's much like uh, Panos Costamos, uh, Mandy, uh, just sumptuous. This movie is sumptuous. It's almost like his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a lot of ways. Is it like a weird time-traveling uh, Jallo type? 
there are elements of that. Um, it's it's a lot of things. Some will argue it's not hor- it's a horror film. It is very much a horror film, but it goes into a number of different directions. But it's got um, Terrence Stamp in it. Oh, which already you can't go wrong with that. But the dual performance in it, Anna Taylor Joy. I she's great in everything. She is so good. She is one of becoming one of my favorite actors in like the genre. The fact that she's showing up in the North, was it the North? The Northman? Yes. The Northman looks fucking tidy shit. Big old Viking. A24 is trying to get you and Dustin. They're saying, come on, guys, look Between what we're going to do. that and everywhere at once or everywhere and all things, oh, that looks funny shit. Yeoh, that yeah. looks rad. That does look rad. But uh, there is a dancing sequence in this one that's mm-hmm. kind of a one that they do some really cool camera trickery that I just, why I love Edgar Wright, because... This one definitely is, and I think he's stronger when he collaborates with Simon Pegg, um, but I think there are just so many. This is kind of what I think he wanted to do with, remember when he did the fake trailer, Don't, mm-hmm. with that, and how he was kind of playing that as like a Fulci film? Uh-huh. This oh, is, it's old British horror? It is. It is. Nice. With a hint of Jallo and mystery, and maybe some supernatural things, but I... Again, it's such a love letter to a specific time, mm-hmm. much like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was with Tarantino, kind of like with Licorice Pizza is for Paul Thomas Anderson. You're getting a glut of these films of the kind of the the youth of these filmmakers and wanting just to go back to that. But yeah, check it out. If you it is it's lush, it's sumptuous, it's worth your time. Mm-hmm. So the next movie we've talked about a few times here on the show, and it's a great time every time we talked about it but the fact of the matter is that it's made by royalty it's getting national acclimates i'm talking about the ggp all hail the golf gangster princess the stylist yeah you're right technically this was its official release year and the fact that it's not just on this list, but it's on a whole bunch of other lists over the uh, tw- top 20 of 21. That's fucking rad. And what's comforting is that it's it's one of those that's not really divisive. Yeah. It doesn't. It's no, everybody you've seen the most part, yeah. have enjoyed it. Now, I'm going to say it. it it could be just for the mere presence of one genius McGee and his, uh, his <laughs> for my for my twerking cameo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is not the reason why it's on my list at all. <laughs> you know what? No, but uh, you know what's actually really cool is the fact that I think more and more people, um, the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Someone was mentioning really um, uh, that like it's it's a great movie because it works for so many different groups of people that you can read a lot into it. And the stylist, I think, is starting to kind of reach a number of different yeah. people um, in terms of metaphors and this and that. So that's awesome. Yeah, and just, yeah, and it's, 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 our, it's our friends, man. You know, it's exactly. good to see good we, things happening to the, them. The, the cool thing that we get to, get to see it from the short all the way up yeah. to feature yeah. and been a little, uh, kind of like a little fly on the wall along the way. And the Blu-ray by Arrow is loaded with extra yeah, features. Is. And there is extended footage of you in there, my friend. I'm just going to put that out there. So, no. Yeah, congratulations, Jill, Eric, everyone involved Everybody with the stylist. Everybody involved, because the stylist is fucking sweet. Well, a movie that is not necessarily divisive, you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. It's that simple. Um, And the filmmaker behind it is responsible for a film that we actually talked about here just a few months ago, Julia Ducano's Titan. 
Oh. You saw the trailer, correct? Uh-huh. I want to see it. You do want to see it. It's You need to experience it because it's a lot of things, Genius McGee. It is kind of a slasher movie. It's a body horror movie. It's a movie deals with trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is very much her kind of ode to Cronenberg. Hmm. As if Raw wasn't, you know, her another exactly. Cronenberg. But it goes full on into weirdness. The ending I wasn't as weird as I thought it was gonna be. I was I'll talk off mic because it would kind of spoil it, but it, there's I was like, oh darn. I was hoping they went one way, but satisfied with the way they went though. But the performances in it are again next freaking level. The imagery you see is next freaking level and it just leads me to believe anything that she does at this point i'm watching because is she down to get weird oh my god that's just it i mean seeing it with a crowd and i got to see it in the theater and i you have to know what you're getting into going to this movie i can't imagine just some like stumble upons yes much like well we had it with Mandy, though. It happens with Mandy, especially when they thought it was the 1932 Doris Day movie. And I don't know maybe if there was a 1950s version of Teton, but <laughs> holy smokes, if they walked into this not knowing what they were going to get, they would have walked out quickly. But I was genuinely enthralled with it, especially kind of the journey of the two characters, because it takes a very emotional turn on top of all the weirdness. Definitely worth your time if you like weird. Believe me on that. Yeah. So Teton, Julia Decano. Nice. My next one harkens back to my childhood. When I was growing up, one of my favorite things to do, especially like on a special occasion, like a birthday, would go to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. I fucking loved it. We would see the animatronics, play video games. I'd go in that little cartoon booth in the corner, right, in the the manager's office. And (laughs) and uh we would, we would have a ball, right? And so it always fascinated me. Those big giant animatronics is always fascinating to me. What would happen if they go rogue or evil? Because in the back of my mind, it's kind of like mannequins. When the store closes, they come alive, and anybody left there gets fucked up and turned into a mannequin. Well, Willy's Wonderland, starring Nicolas Cage, a voiceless, a lineless Nicolas Cage with his punch pop, right? <laughs> Finds it goes and runs afoul of possessed animatronics a la Showbiz and Chuck E. Cheese, possessed by serial killers. Weird movie. Wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Great dance moves by Cage in this one. By almost everybody and the animatronics. And in very, very few movies will you see Nicolas Cage curb stomp an animatronic gorilla on a urinal. That that you need that on your bucket list. Yeah, you know, the things that things that you never thought you'd see in 2021. Ah, that's a unique one. There it is, Nicolas Cage curb stomping a gorilla in a urinal. Well, and Nicolas Cage, even within the last few years, you know, Cage's aunts. Well, he, he's, he's never been really. Yeah, yeah, he's never really gone. It just usually depends the director that gets to utilize him, knowing how to kind of temper him, whether mm-hmm. he goes full on and a movie that's not horror adjacent at all. So it could have probably made my list regardless, but. Pig is very well worth your time. I want to see Pig. It, it looks it, great. It is not Rage Cage at all. Uh, Film Club, uh, Chris gave me this one. It's Sage Cage because it's fed, set in the food world, but he's very calm and he's so, so good in it. Hmm. And it's kind of a shame that it's kind of getting ignored and shut out by some of the, the awards out there. It's People look down on Nicolas Cage and I don't know why. He's like 
fucking great. It's really, really, it's well worth your time. Nice. All right. Well, in mine, uh, we're looking at uh, a film I've seen several times at this point, and uh, this is another one, very divisive, uh, because it's playing with off of a franchise that's uh, very sacred for a lot of people. But Candyman. Ooh, that's my next one too. Ah, see, mm-hmm. we're in sync, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nia DaCosta. This one struck me pretty hard. Yeah, because it's not subtle. I don't think it wants to be subtle. No, it doesn't want to be subtle. And in this day and age, and dealing with the subjects it is dealing with at this time, yes, it doesn't. It shouldn't be subtle. Not at all. And the biggest surprise I had was the fact that staying true, as you said, with a lot of the the franchises at this point, it basically is a sequel to the to the original. Mm-hmm. So it ignores. Two and three. Days of the Dead, Dead and Farewell, and farewell to, the to the Flesh. flesh. Uh-huh. And that was, and I thought it was a reboot. I thought it was a remake. But when that moment happened, when they've started like um, myth building behind Helen that when she killed the dog, they found her doing a, a snow angel, angel in the blood. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's great. But then when you find out, and I don't want to spoil anything on this because it's well with no, your time. But yeah. yeah, when you find the connection of everything, it's it worked for me. And then the way... Even just like the kills are shot, they're beautiful, but and they're brutal. Oh, oh, they're brutal kills. There's some really good stuff in here, and this also had a really nice moment for me in the theater because uh, there's a cameo at the end, and someone in my audience was, I, they reacted. I mean, they reacted vocally, but it was a nice reaction. And I was like, oh, that was nice. The shadow puppetry play the shadow puppetry play was amazing oh. and the fact that you had the slight variations of the philip glass score mm-hmm. oh. i mean how everything just tied into the original and it was wonderful there's a lot of mirror imagery going on in the film and a lot of mirror stuff going on in films throughout 2021 mm-hmm. which i think is kind of apt uh but yeah this one i think is very well worth your time uh, and then friggin' Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. He's having a hell of a year. A hell of oh a year. Oh my god, man. He is, is everywhere. He's like Visa. He's everywhere you want to be. And should be noted, surprise body horror in this one as well. Oh fuck yeah, surprise body horror in that one. The worst kind of surprise horror is body. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> and then I couldn't mail up but laugh. And the fact that like like I said when you realize how it was connected and who was who was what, yeah. you're like, oh, oh yeah. well played. It, Pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> so, yeah. candy. So, Candyman, for both of us, then for our number fives, mm-hmm. uh, give me your number four there, genius. Uh, that was it, number four. Oh, okay. I have three left. Okay, so let me go ahead and give my number four here. Uh, this was on your honorable mention, mm-hmm. and this one I was lucky enough to see at Panic Fest, and it was my priority to see. Because I had actually really liked Travis Stevens' uh, "Girl on the Third Floor," saw it at Tapcade. Mm-hmm. With in it, that was that was a solo screening, and I had a few of those there, and those were kind of my favorite back in the day at Tapcade because it was an intimate Tapcade theater. Tapcade was anywhere. dope, though. Yeah. R.I.P. So, Tapcade. But see, uh, but then I was you know really into his work. But then when I found out that his next film was going to have Barbara Crampton, Larry Fessenden in it, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and then. I'm like, okay, let's see what we do. And the fact that it's going to be a play on vampires, this and that, I was all in. And Jacob's wife was such a wonderful surprise for me. Yeah. Because you still get the ooey gooey stuff of Travis Stevens. You get an age appropriate um, kind of whirlwind, uh, just seeing a, a marriage evolve, devolve. 
You get aspects of uh, relationship dynamics. Bare ass Fessenden. <laughs> and uh, Bonnie. Um, oh, good Lord. Bonnie uh, Aaron's as a great turn. Yeah. As the master. As the master. Playing a little bit of um, what's his bucket from Salem's Lot. There's, <laughs> Count, Count Orlock. And, oh, and fuck those rats. And, and the bad boy of architecture. Goddamn Robert Rustler. Robert Rustler. That was. That was my and Bill Duke as Crowther's moment in Mandy. I didn't know Robert Russell was in the film. Me neither. And then he just shows up and they're like, oh, oh hell yeah. The bad boy of architecture. So I just, I had a blast with this. And again, seeing it in the theater, I think, helped my first time. So was able to kind of just then see more people enjoy it. So yeah, Jacob's wife can't go wrong. Nice. Number 30 for you, sir. Well... Like you said before, there's a big theme of fun in mine, um, but this one is not. This one is not fun. This one is dour. It is mean. It is violent, and it is a remake. A remake of a movie I've never seen before. I've never. I've only heard whispers of a remake of an old Indonesian movie called The Queen of Black Magic. Oh, no. <laughs> the remake of The Queen of Black Magic is fucking hardcore. It starts off, you think, okay, it's an A24 movie, and it turns into, like, the raid haunted house. It's the showers, the the holes in the body. Again, more surprise body horror. A lot of surprise body horror in this one. This movie is, again, dour. It is mean. It is brutal. It is violent, and it is so worth your time. That was one of the shutter shoutouts we did. We actually did did the both the old one and the new one, and it was gr- a great contrast because they're vastly different, mm-hmm. but they maintain some of the similar DNA. It was, of course, it's brutal though. I mean, it's we, Indonesia. At that point, that just becomes a a buzzword that goes along with anything from there. But that was a nice surprise. But uh, Stephen King approved. Yes, Stephen King super approved. <laughs> Again, when one of the characters is a bus full of dead children, you know, (laughs) this movie entertained the hell out of me. (laughs) No, that was. Yeah, that one. It was entertaining, but it was brutal. It was brutal. That was very brutal. Well, my top three are all fun. My top three. I laughed a lot in all of them, and I think it's actually fairly appropriate in the order itself. Now, my third one here is not on your it was on your uh, honorable mention. And you are going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it with you because I love Werewolves Within so damn much. I had, I was one of the people that had no audio issues. So I was one of the people that was adding to your anger because I can tell you, I remember falling in love with that movie from the get-go. Um, and the fact that we've had, in the last two years, two new werewolf movies, usually at least within our both of our top tens. And set in the snow. Yes, yeah. which is Another added bonus there, but well, like plus like you know anybody who dances around that cute to I saw the to Ace of Base is always going to win my heart. It's all the characters in the film just are Yelmo, <laughs> my little Chachki. <laughs> Everyone involved is just so weird, and again, it's like Clue meets a werewolf based on a a video game, I believe, uh, uh, or is it a board game? It's based on like a party game. Okay. There we go. I just fell in love with it. So when you're ready to rewatch it, let me know. I am right. all all for it. Uh, so genius, what is your number two? 
My number two, and the reason why it's because well, yeah, I've talked about it, it was all I think it was one of my best of last year's too, because it's one of those ones that kind of falls in both. But what happens when you take Power Rangers and you take Toxic Waste and you take The Void and you throw it all up in a microwave with a whole bunch of metal utensils? You have the insane, wacky, crazy ball! <laughs> Psycho Gorman. That movie is the shit. Now, can we have a special sound cue? Because that also, Genius, is my number two. Ah, uh, ding, 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 ding! Uh, Steven Kostansky kick this out of the park. We were lucky enough to see this in the theater. And this is another one I always forget. Yeah, it did technically. We this one was a theatrical release in 2021. Mm-hmm. The Hunky Boys bit was the hardest I've laughed in so long. I care not for Hunky Boys or, or do, do I? I? <laughs> it had the dramatic music in the background and the fact that at the very end he's like, I've learned a lesson about love. <laughs> Just immediately starts wrecking shit. I, and there are people that do not like this movie, and I get it, I get it, I get and it. And they say it's the little girl, but to me, the little girl was one of the best fucking parts. She was a cartoon. Mimi, uh, Nita Jones, uh, Hana in this film. And again, I get it if you don't like her, because I understand if you don't, because she is, she's she's Bugs Bunny. Yes, she is. She is. Bye! Just walks away. When she asked the kid to do a little turnaround, her whole body language, she is a she is a special effect. And then the special effects in this film are great. Oh, oh practical. Except for like the flaming skulls. That's the- a Biocop is in this. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not technically Biocop. He's still Biocop. Bio-cop. Yeah. Um, the the uh, the the oh my god the what obsidian the citadel the oh oh the uh, the uh, priests of obsidian <laughs> they were rad every character there was no, every background character alien all the aliens had personality and brains in jars Uncle Anwar three thousand oh my god it's right I mean just it's just a wild movie and it's so funny. It's so funny. You get uh, a great. You get multiple. No, just one montage. Uh, But it's just yeah. If you if if you want to have some fun, check that out. I Mm -hmm. cannot disagree. So I'm curious then, since our number twos are correct, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my number one. I don't know if it's your number one, but we'll see. Um, This was one that I saw trailers for. Is it decide? Is it divisive? Very divisive. Is it probably one of the most divisive movies of the year? Probably. Uh-huh. Because a lot of people, when they see the name James Wan, uh-huh. <laughs> James Wan and horror, you know, they go to the the, the classic scares Spooky. that uh-huh. a modern audience really dig. Right. The 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 the, the hauntings, the, the so the conjuring. Mm-hmm. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Um so when I remember seeing the trailer for for Malignant, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, that looks like everything else that they've done." With, I'm I'm probably not going to watch it. And I, if I recall right, we were gonna maybe do a different. We we're gonna episode. do a new horror, a different new horror. And like, dude, I want to see it. And, and like, you, you kind of like, no, let's just watch it. I, because like, okay, fine, you know, because I in my head I was like, oh, if this doesn't work, because I know it's not. It's it's right. one of those cheap haunting it's in her head is it not yeah because see that's the thing like you were saying because i remember i didn't even see the trailer i just knew there was a new james wan horror movie and i just saw the poster and i'm like dope i like james wan you're in for it yeah and like you were saying you expect hauntings you expect scares you expect things like that you don't expect 
fucking Frank Henenlotter. <laughs> you don't. Ex- this is James Wan's grindhouse. Like we were talking about how like Escape from L.A. is John Carpenter's yeah. grindhouse. This, this is-, is James Wan's grindhouse. I was down for the get. Like I think like. It opens up on a dark and spooky castle on the side of a mountain, on the side of a cliff of a raging ocean, right? And then it's like, the evil has escaped. Is this a creature feature? Oh, I was stoked. It should be noted, you did call it from the get-go. And it shows it from the get-go. You see Gabriel from the get-go. Yes. There's really no, is it in her head or not? And Gabriel is rad. Right, did you get it in her head or not? Ah. <laughs> Sorry. I just killed the flow. <laughs> that's pointing no, out my that's bad okay. puns. No, no, no. No, but uh, no, it's just the way Gabriel moves was unnerving. And then the way like his kills and his MOs and the fact you're like, oh, this is the way it would melt was this, cool. Yeah. But I think what got me like, hey, look, it's Zoe Bell. And then all of a sudden, like, and then like Zoe Bell, of course, she's going to do some stunts. But goddamn, that's when like the movie goes from eight to 12. It skips 11 and it just breaks into madness. And it's Hen and Lauder meets John Wick. Yeah, no. And I think, unfortunately, though, that's where it loses a lot of the audience. Because it goes into a place that a lot of people are comfortable with. <laughs> We're ready for or it. Or willing to embrace. Yeah, because. Right? It alienates him because up to that point, and I even remember our friend Mike, who actually comes out to Friday Night Frights a lot, said it was very much a horror comedy. Right. And, and I was thinking, this ain't funny. I mean, the cops are funny, but no. I'm, I'm not seeing like the levity and laughter. No. And then the violence hits, and of course I'm like, <laughs> I'm just cracking up the whole time. Well, and even before that, we got like the, that amazing, sh- uh, you know, shot of, uh, you know, that down shot. Tracking him oh, through, through the, the house. house where she thinks she's being chased by a ghost. Yes. And you're like, okay, it's another James Wan ghost movie. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's a James Wan ghost it's movie, fine. right? There are worse things. Right. But then like, holy shit, this is fantastic. And I can only imagine because we saw it here at, here at the house. Uh, this is one I I've really. I've seen it three times already. And that's just it. I've revisited multiple times. Uh, I've watched now people's reactions watching it because it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And granted, it is an hour and 50 minutes. And I think they could have, this is one of those that could have been cut back. Yeah. But I don't care because it's indulgent. I hope Juan gets to do this every now and again because I, this is going to be one of those cult films mm-hmm. down the line. Uh, Gabriel is going to be, you know, you'll, you'll see Gabriel cosplay. And his weapon is cool. Oh, of course. It's, it's just, it's <laughs> so. It is sweet. <laughs> It's so over the top. It's the fact ridiculous. That he has weapons and powers. It's I I have those my top three werewolves within PG Psycho Gorman and Malignant. I smiled so brightly throughout all three of those films, and they brought me so much joy. Me too. I yeah, you could do so much worse than Malignant for a top film in 2021. But let's look beyond the movies here, genius. Look mm-hmm. at look at some of the memories and moments. That occurred here in 2021. Uh, some top moments for you here, my friend. Um, there were three that happened in the theater that really, really kind of melted my heart and re- showed me why we needed to go to the movies. Uh, the first one, and there was actually there's more after out of the side of the theater, but in the theater, our Friday Night Fright of Pieces. <laughs> 
when I knew what was coming and I just we kind of slunk off to the side. We were lucky enough to be in theater one. Mm-hmm. And it was a decent crowd too. It was a real nice it crowd. Was a really nice crowd. And like 99% have never seen that movie before. And so when that happened and you just hear, what the fuck? Just like, <laughs> and it wasn't like a mean what the fuck, like a very clear, but you Someone, could hear audible gas. Ah, like, <gasps> what? I mean, like, it was great. Even better. The fact that as the movie was kind of getting going, we lamented that we forgot to mention that Dong is Dong hung. was hung. And then surprise Dong. And there was cheers. There was cheers oh, when Dong was hung. Yay. That's why we love our Friday yes. Night Fright film family. It was fantastic. That was definitely, definitely worth it. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, one of the moments also uh, was uh, this year's Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they made it hybrid, which I think was probably the most well-attended one they had. So they did make it available in person at Screenland, but also available to view by a really cool uh, interactive site. Tim put together like where you could virtually... He created Screenland. Yeah, it was, it was sweet. beyond cool. Uh, but we were lucky enough to bring back the game of games, mm-hmm. the uh, the game show, yes. the live edition. This time sounds so much better <laughs> than the previous time because I actually I, I still have it on my phone. The proper setup to put that together, uh, but it was a little bit different because everyone was masked up. Uh, we didn't necessarily do the physical challenge like we normally do, but. The fact that we got people out there to just engage with them and have some fun and just to bring back the game of games yeah, was. was a nice little moment. It was a great time. And just a little bit of normalcy that I needed at the time. Because mm-hmm, that was at the beginning of the year. Yes, where it was. We were like, fuck. Yeah, we were, we were needing a little bit of an outlet at that time. Mm-hmm. Around that time, too, was the Stylus World premiere. And that was a hoot. The fact that we got to do the Q&A and be a part of it and help out with that. It was really good to see on the scene. Although I kind of like slunk down when I knew the club scene was coming up. Nice ass! No, anytime where we get to celebrate with the family like that and everyone together. And the fact that a lot of people were, you know, just to be able to see it on the big screen like that is wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, that was a, was that a Friday Night Fright? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Yeah, it was. Um, and another Friday Night Fright was the hatchet screening. I was feeling shitty and I was just like pissed off. And it was just right after my autumnal shenanigans, which we'll talk about later. Right. And then you're like, dude, you got to come make sure you come and see it. I'm like, all right, all right, cool. I'm coming. I'm coming. And then like it started off and there's Arwen. And just it went on to the nicest Little greeting. Like, and if I was there, I might listen to Night <laughs> Well, Adam was kind enough to actually do a personalized video intro for that hatchet screening. And I told uh, uh, our friend Alan, who is a member of the Movie Crypt film family, had driven many hours to come and check that out. Uh, so he, Lauren, and myself, Movie Crypt people, I knew they would get a kick out of it. But you especially, man, because, you know, we've been fortunate enough to mm-hmm. interact with those gentlemen. But it was it was just and it was well thought out. It was funny as all get out. Yeah, it was. It was funny as shit. We got that. Exactly. Which I knew. It had a little uh, Herb Alpert. Knew would tickle you to no end. But no, that's that's why Adam Green rules. That's why I'm glad he's got a good relationship with Screenland and Panic Fest and Nightmare Junkhead, thankfully. (laughs) Uh, No, that that was kind of the capper to a really good Friday Night Fright. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll stay on the Friday Night Fright tip. Uh, Being able to see Possession... For a Friday Night Fright. 
<laughs> What's that movie about? Oh boy! Well, and to see it, I actually saw it several times because <laughs> it played throughout the week at Screenland, uh, and almost every screening was was well attended. Which, what does that say more? I mean, granted, you know, it's a, it's a film you don't get to see too often, but. Are there a lot of squiddly diddlyers out here in Kansas City? I guess so. Or maybe they just like are secret squiddly diddlyers. SSDs? Mm-hmm. Secret squiddly diddly? Because they they're, they haven't yet to like, they're still repressed. <laughs> they haven't let all tentacles out yet. Just maybe one or two. It's just like, you know, now it's just like, don't dream it. But now there's like tentacles. They just got to like relax. It works. It works. And again, uh, it, it played so well that Friday. Not anyone saying what they f, but people walking away going, "What was that?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so Elric Kane, thank you for the gift that is possession. With Heinrich and his fuck foo. Ah, uh, the fuck foo. Um, for me, uh, having Nerdoween back. Hell yeah, Nerdoween. Um, thought it play, thought it went well. We played three different, uh, three theater based films. Opened with popcorn. Fucking popcorn with almost as much. Reggae music is commando. <laughs> almost, almost. Almost. Uh followed up with a Panic Fest uh classic porno. Mm-hmm. No cheers with that dong. More ooze and groans. A lot of groans. A lot mm-hmm. of groans. And then we closed out with a film that was a first time watch for both you and myself. Uh-huh. 99% of the audience, of course Adrian had seen it. Uh, but our friend Orrin had just watched it as well. But we were not ready for anguish. No, it made it feel like the blood was rushing from my head down to my heart. I need more nutrients. This is one of those situations where if I would have known in advance or even I would have loved to at least have some sort of a dish that we could have at least tastefully combined. <laughs> milk, bananas. milk and bananas. Now, if it way. Was, yeah, especially if it's like lactose free milk. That then then cool then I'd help out, but like this is where we're lucky. Abby wasn't here. Oh yeah, she would have found a way. <laughs> she would. Yes, she would have. Yes, she would have. She would have straight up like I actually brought some bananas and lactose free milk for you guys. <laughs> oh man. All right. Lies. What a weird movie. Yeah, a really weird movie. One though that I'm glad I. Could, this is another bucket list item. A- any of those three movies in the theater is effective so yeah i was glad to share it with everyone but boy there were some confounded people walking out yeah. after that one <laughs> yeah it was. and like and that one dude that that was his absolute favorite he was like fuck that movie ruled and i'm like it was a weird one man it was absolutely weird i'm glad we were able to experience that one. yeah truly and definitely <laughs> that's an unforgettable film oh so another one there for you genius okay we're gonna move out of screenland and we're gonna take in a drive-in movie the the drive-in this year was a hoot we was we were hoping we could have it and it was just good again another normal thing and the fact that it was an outdoor thing made things a lot easier but i think everybody had a good time and i know it was a fucking blast the movies were slick night of the living dead and return of the living dead it was awesome it's a hell of a combination mm-hmm. i unfortunately wouldn't wasn't able to be there that weekend but i was there in spirit with you all oh it was so much fun and the fact that like later on it did get a little bit of misty Ooh. so like when the rain hit and it, it would kind of coincide with it made it look real good plus 50 foot Linnea can't go wrong actually have they have they have they made the 50 foot Linnea film no but they need to we need to while we can mm-hmm. without a doubt mm-hmm. 
Uh, what's another one outdoors there for you? Or Out- I should say out of the theater. Outdoor was at your house, actually. Yeah. Had a few backyard screenings this yes, summer. Yes, yes. And a number. So what I've really dug, the, at least the last couple of years when I've had people out in the outdoors in the backyard screenings, and it's kind of cool, is we've all been taking in first-time watches for, like, all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we took in uh, Eye of the Tiger. Hey, I'm going to ride around in a monster truck. It's going to be great. If you all have not watched Gary Busey and Eye of the Tiger, oh my <laughs> lord, that's great! That was a that was that a was great a experience. wild one. Uh, we watched Ninja Busters, mm-hmm. which was a blast. Which was like Ninja Academy too. It was wonderful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this year we did a we did this crazy Donald Pleasance double feature mm-hmm. with Donald Pleasance, the with Donald Pleasance double feature, and we kicked things off. With a movie that I had watched for the first time just like maybe a few months. No, not even a month earlier maybe. Because the minute I watched it, I'm like, yeah, kind of watch. want to watch this with everyone else and see how they react. But uh, Terrence Hill and Bud Spencer were this Italian, famous Italian movie star combo. Kind of like almost like a Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds, but mm-hmm. kind of cooler. They've got this movie called Watch Out, We're Mad. <laughs> And when I introduced you just to a clip of the film, a snippet of it, because I was like, yeah, I wonder if Genius would find this funny or enjoy this. You went into this weird, like, giggle fest <laughs> that started small and just kept getting louder and more gargantuan. And it was all built around this scene in the movie <laughs> where they're, they're, it's a choir practice. Yes. In the, led by some Salvador Dali looking dude. <laughs> and shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. And it's a silly movie, but the moment, like, when the credits are running with this movie, because I didn't know Donald Pleasance within it, and it's, and with Donald, Donald Pleasance, Pleasance, I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So we, we, we had that as a first time watch for our first film. And then the second one after that was a film called American Rickshaw with Donald Pleasance. And a, an ending that just confounding. Just if you ever wanted to see Donald Pleasance turning into a pig, like well, this is his audition tape for Willow. While he's giving a sermon as a Southern televangelist. And playing it completely straight. Mm-hmm. Check out American Rickshaw. Also, he has that scene where he's like, he has a love scene. He's, and he's in green face. I actually... Watched him in a sword and sandal film called Barbarian Queen, where he goes up against Sybil Danning. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. He he's had such he had such a great filmography of just again the fact that he did he work with Fulci. I'm sure at some point he did. Possibly, but Watch Out We're Mad is just it's taken kind of it's found its way into the the show a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's into, found its way into life into because your life. like every time I do something stupid, which we'll talk about later. La 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 And I can't hear I can't see a dune buggy now without thinking come on me for fun in my bucket I'll bet you anything. Right now anyone that knows that is cursing us. She's with me. There'll be no trouble. Trouble with us. And you'll never ever get away. Bump bump. Never ever get away, bump bump, doom buggy. <laughs> Fucking See? Oliver onions. 
It's my apologies, ladies and gentlemen, but <laughs> I'd like to think it's a good thing because it's only made my life better. <laughs> Anytime I need a laugh, I watch that clip. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that's yeah. Do yourself a favor. It was streaming on Amazon Prime. I think there's a version of it on YouTube. Watch out, we're mad. You'll have a good time. Uh, I've got one final thing on my moment list. Do you Me have a too. few? Okay, so my favorite moment in the theater, at home, out driving, doesn't matter. For me, was here in your house, that screening of Malignant, and that moment in the jail, scene, in the jail cell. <laughs> when the extras that are from like 1982's Trading Places in the jail cell or like a black exploitation film, again, the absurdity of everything, when they're all reacting to the appearance of Gabriel, when you've got her spoiler alert pulling open her head and Zoe Bell Gabriel, is Zoe Bell's with her mullet screen what, what the, the fuck? fuck your grin getting bigger and bigger my jaw's <laughs> dropping more and more going oh are we going here and then the level of violence in that and just us re- I, that was such a magnificent moment because it's showing that movies can still surprise us mm-hmm. can still genuinely I mean that I when I need to think about it when I need to put myself in a good mood I think about that because we're both just losing our mind watching them lose their mind James Wan probably on this side of the screen going Can't I gotcha gotcha because he had to know some of us are gonna just go yes it's freaking Belial it's John Wick and some people are gonna go what is happening just, mm-hmm. it's like in From Dust Till Dawn yeah when they introduced the vampire Big thing, switch some people lost it I just I I had. It was such a moment, and again, because we were both having such a great reaction and just going, oh, we're going there, full on. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was such... And I get, getting to watch other people react to that moment, my friend... God damn. I would love for it oh. to be a Friday Night Fright. It's on the list. <laughs> Hot damn. Hot damn. So your uh, other final moment there, genius. It's not my favoritest moment of 2021 by far. By far. By far. But it's definitely my most memorable one. In fact, I just came back from reliving said memories. I now have a metal plate and six screws where my elbow is. I was in Ottumwa, beautiful downtown Ottumwa. Ottumwa, Iowa. At the Halloween of Palooza, which has continuously have been on my memorable lists since the inception. Always making memories Always there. fun. Always fun. And I had a good time up until about uh, Saturday night. <laughs> it's always Saturday night when shit gets real. So you know what? Saturday night at the movies. Who cares, who cares which one you see? see? Especially if he's fucking falling down. La 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 la. So I decided, in my infinite wisdom, as Dustin said, I lied to baby Jesus. But like, I always was interested in riding one of those like mechanical scooters you see around town. Those see birds them everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And so I was like, okay, I'm on vacation. Why the fuck not? Right. I rode a scooter back in the day when I was younger. Now, let us let me ask you a question here, genius. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when you were younger, mm-hmm. take us, paint us a picture. Was this 
three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago? It was about maybe thirty years ago. Okay, so thirty-four years ago, possibly. Little, maybe a little, you know, uh, a little spoiler warning there. That yeah, genius when he says and he's convinced himself. <laughs> I was a wee lad. I was a little wee lad the last time I rode a scooter. Oh boy! And I thought, well, shit, you know, it's just like riding a bike. Basically, you won't sure. forget it. So. Next thing I know, I'm trying to ride a scooter that it starts off. I'm still trying to get my balance on the fucking thing while it's going two miles an hour. Next thing I know, I flip a switch and I'm going nine miles an hour, still trying to catch my balance. And I'm like, vroom, like shit. Goes off without me because I'm trying to like hold on and get my balance on it. And so I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put the brakes on and I'm just going to jump off. So I jumped off, but my hand still kept going and so whoop it just took me i landed on my elbow to the point where i punched myself in the gut to where i to a dislocated a rib basically and i got a like for um bruised knee bone not kneecap it went to the bone and fucking uh, shattered a shattered elbow there was a goddamn y in my elbow there was a y there was a y where it broke this why genius why, why indeed Por qué? exactly and so they put i got like 17 stitches on my arm now there's a metal plate i think it's about four inches long maybe longer and six metal screws and those metal screws are fucking all the way through the bone it's no joke it yeah no joke you now my friend might have to explain yourself when going and to every the time airport. i go to a metal detector i'm gonna like oh how long has it been in there and I'm like two weeks and so Maybe they'll not get the joke and they'll probably try and arrest me again. But anywho, damn federales. But um, no, yeah, I I gonna have to explain. And then the bad thing is, I was like, hey, can I put like magnets and stuff on it? And like, no, I'm like man. And like, like if I give you a couple extra bucks, can you give me some like Tony Stark shit? Can I get like cybernetics? And like, no. I'm like man, what kind of fun is that? Well, and the worst part. Um, due to a number of family issues that I'm go- kind of going through with right now, I haven't been out of some of these the drive-in Atumwa. I'd like to think maybe if I had been there, I could have been that voice of reason because I would have been the one. Hey, when's the last? I would have I would have asked, and when right. I would have found out, I would have probably said, "Hey, be careful." I I I and I. I know it wouldn't have worked because I know with you, you were, you were probably just bound and determined. No, I probably would have been like, eh, yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to fall on my fat ass, right? And sure, fuck enough, I fell on my fat ass. And the people, they, they weren't even. Here's the thing that, I, that I'm pissed off at. I'm not pissed off that nobody stopped me. I'm not pissed off that like anything happened. I'm more pissed off at myself because like, and I'm more pissed off that nobody took video of it because like i'm sure it would have been fucking hilarious and like have all my go viral have medical bills paid and shit you know but like seriously because nobody even nobody was like okay cool nobody wanted to film it they're like we're gonna we'll meet you back at the hotel and dustin's already mount baldy's already a block away hurry up fat ass and i'm like i'm coming man fuck you so right can we at least blame it on peer pressure to try to keep up with everyone that you know was your no, it was undone. nobody's fault but my fucking own. Because I'm the one that like, like, oh, well, I knew it's been nine years old. I can barely walk with regular balance. I don't know what possessed me to get on that thing. But at the same time, again, if it would have been filmed, it would have been hilarious. Well, then we could have put the the backing track behind la, it. La 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 la. Because that sure as shit was going in my mind when I'm falling down. La 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 la. And I'm in the air, and I know like time must have gone like crazy because I'm. Singing the whole song in my head as I'm falling. Blah, 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 blah. 
Ow! <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know what? And because uh, we got good news from your last doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. you are healing correctly, my friend. Yes, I am. He- I am almost on the uh, 100%. Yes, which is good to know. And I'm glad that you were you know, able to walk away from it because some people aren't so lucky, man. I mean, we're getting older now. We have are, to be careful, well, my friend. You know what? The thing is, not even about us getting older. Everybody at when I'm talking to the nurses, the doctors, and I'm like, "Well, what'd you do?" I'm like, "I fell off a bird." They're like, "Yeah, we get a lot of that." Okay. Okay. They're like, "We get a lot." They're like, "Those things are very dangerous, and those things have caused a lot of injuries." And I'm like, "God damn! At least I'm I know I'm not alone." You're in a big boat, you know. But the funny thing is, people are like, "Were you drinking?" And I was like, "No," you know. And I'm like, "So what happened?" I'm like, "Fucking clumsy. I got no balance." And the thing is, like. If I want, if I need to move, I can move, right? Yeah. I can be oh, nimble. You are, you are, you light on your feet, my friend. But like, I, I'm light on my feet, but not balanced on my feet, not coordinated enough on my feet, because I didn't even make it, not even a fucking block. I didn't even make it ten fucking feet. <laughs> I might have made it like ten feet when I took off, right? And but it was funny because there was people on the sidewalk, and I'm like, ah, right, and <laughs> trying to avoid them. I know I ruined. I either. Like most things I do, I either ruined it or I enhanced it. So, like, there's no in-between. I'm the A24 of comedy, I guess. I either ruined it or I enhanced it. Well, do, are you are you triggered now when you see them out and about? In- Fuck yeah, I'm pissed. I'm mad at those birds. I want to kick them. You I get just, that. When you see them. Seriously, I see them all lined up in a row. I just want to, like, like Pee Wee when he comes out of the thing. Because that's what happened. I ran through the sun. Ah! But I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. And so, like, no. I just wish everyone, if they would have taken you in an ambulance, they would have been going along dun, dun, with dun, little, dun, dun, little like, behind them and shit. Oh, like with the clowns or something. That's a whole nother thing there. Uh, uh, well, again, man, I'm glad you were able to walk away from it, and you're doing much better. So yeah. that is good. That is good. Like Launchpad McDuck or McQuack said, any landing you can get away, from, walk away from is a good one. <laughs> So wise words, wise words. And you know what? Wise words, because we're a year older and a year wiser. We, I don't know about wiser, well, but we're a year older. Yeah. It's, as ever as if anyone asked me, uh, how's life going? I'm just saying taking forever at this point. So <laughs> but no, sincerely, man, a lot of all these memories. <laughs> and, and I'll see you at the amusement park. <laughs> God, let's not go there. But but. That moment, <laughs> all of these, man, a lot of them are tied with, again, my friendship with you. So thank you for allowing these movies and moments to continue to happen. You know, these are the things that get me through this year and everything in between, man. So and sincere, as always, thank you, genius. And thank you, man. Seriously, like I wouldn't do this without you. You know, I wouldn't have done this without you. I want to know the world of podcasting exists without it's, you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. What what have we unleashed? <laughs> but if it's, you know what? And on, on that page, uh, going back to everybody, Pally or not, thank you all for listening and yep. just hearing what we have to say. Whether you disagree with us, find us funny, find us stupid, whatever. Thank you for listening. Absolutely. So we're going to be taking the first week off in January. So no new episode then. Uh, next one will be coming out on the 14th because, quite honestly, there's a lot of stuff coming up here mm-hmm. in the new year, including this year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament. Yes, which we are already cooking up already. Yes, we are. Ooh, I can't wait for the month of January. Uh, January is looking good. Uh, of course, we're going to have uh, Panic Fest this year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year's Nerdoween and so much more. So continue to follow us on social media to keep up to date with all of that and then more. 
So until you hear us next year, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. La 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 la